Um, it's a privilege to be on this forum with all of you. I, my heart yearns to have one day when we meet again, like the last time we met in the house of the Lord. But, you know, I, I just sense the presence of the living God, even in this lounge, as I was worshipping together, when Kate was worshipping, I just felt overwhelmed with massive presence of God in here. And I was all tearful, shaking all over. So I know, even if we are, we are meeting through gadgets, the Holy Spirit is here, watching over what we are doing. It's a great time to be in His presence, okay? And uh, my task is to talk about the life of Joseph and the adversities, how he managed to overcome the adversities of his time. And, his, um, and yeah, yeah, his time. So my main scripture is going to be Psalm 105, verse 19, which I'll read just now. It says, until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. This Psalm 105, it talks about the life of the children of Israel, their migration into to Egypt, the whole story. But then we get to verse 17, which starts to talk about Joseph in fetters being sold as a slave. And verse 18 he is in, in, in uh, Egypt now. He becomes a slave to Potiphar. But in verse 19, the word changes. It says, until the word, until his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. Now I'm taking you back to Genesis to understand which word is it that was in Joseph that had to be tested. And Genesis chapter 36, we have this story saying, 37. There we were. Joseph tries to tell his dream to his brother. He says, There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood up outright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to mine. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dream and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I've dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed down to me. Amazing dreams. <laughs> I just want to thank God. Father, I want to thank you. I am nothing without you. I'm a vessel that you use. But I pray that you interpret these dreams, these words to your people in this time of the pandemic and this time of rioting. What are you saying, Lord? In Jesus' name, amen. With me on this uh, um, forum, uh, a lot of intercessors who have been praying for this day and I would like to welcome them as well. I know the prayer link family is here. That's one of the prayer groups that I lead. And I know people there. Teresa is there. Stella, Mrs. Shumba is there. And others, many others. Angeline and the others. It's quite a group of praying intercessors. They've been praying with me. And also the weeping prophets. I know some of them are there joining me with this in this prayer group, prayer today, this session. And I also want to Thank God for someone from Austria, a brother called Hank. I'm sure he's joined. 
and many other people. I'm expecting many other people who have joined Julian from the Wembley Prayer Group. And these many prayer people have joined to just hear this word. And I don't want this word to be my word. I want it to be his word. The story of Joseph is a story that we all know as children. Joseph the dreamer. And I will explain a little bit about dreams. Dreams are spiritual deposits that God gives us while we are asleep. Sometimes there are visions, open visions, that happen when we are not sleeping. But in this case, Joseph was sleeping and he had a dream. The first dream was interpreted as, I see you, my brothers, bowing before me. And we have seen that dream come to pass as we go through time. Later in Egypt, the brothers came and bowed before him. But uh, the second bit, which he dreamt again, where he saw the moon and the, 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 the sun bow before him, it's like a typology, a type of Joseph is standing like a type of Christ. And I don't believe, maybe some people will disagree, I don't believe that that dream has been fulfilled, but it shall be fulfilled. Because if it meant his mother and father is the moon and the, star and, and the, the sun, it cannot be because his mother was dead at that point where Jacob went into Egypt to meet with him. So it does not talk about Joseph's parents. It's talking about figurative stuff, which we'll try to look at, at the, towards the end of this sermon. So I'll start with the story which I've read from the book of Genesis. We know it. Joseph was arrested, was taken by, because of this dream, he was hated by his brothers. He was hated. If it was me, maybe any one of us, this time of crisis where they expressed the hate on him, he would have given up on the dream. He would have said, after all, it's just a dream. I have heard people who say to me, what is in a dream? It's just a dream, forget it. But Joseph was bound by his dream. His life was bound by this dream. Dreams, like I said, are spiritual experiences that are root, rootly, deep, deeply rooted in our hearts. And they don't go away. We cannot brush them away because this is the voice of God trying to speak to his people. So the dream had Joseph. God already had Joseph. But Joseph had to hold on. Joseph had to hold on to this dream in Genesis. He wanted people to listen to his dream. But before people can listen to your dream, your dream must be tested. You must be tested. Before anyone can sit down to listen to you, you have to go through the process. He wanted his brothers to listen to him. He has not earned that. He has not earned that respect and honor for his big brothers to sit down and listen to his dream. He had to work for it. He had to earn that. So his life was now on a path of either following the dream, chasing after the dream, leaving the dream, or abandoning the dream. So when he was taken into into the, the, the brothers went back to the father and said, your son has been killed. Meanwhile, they sold him into slavery. He was carried in fetters. When I want to describe fetters, I will talk about chains in his hands and chains in his feet. 
he was bound, he could not help himself. So during this time, you can imagine the emotions in Joseph. He's thinking, this is the end of my dream. He's probably thinking, all those things I thought of are over. I will never be anything but a slave. I'll probably die in slavery and nobody will know about me. My father will never get to know about me. My brothers will never get to know about me. He had thoughts, although he was in pain from the physical fetters binding him, he was also in pain from the emotional trauma and the pain of the heart, the separation from his brothers. Have you ever felt like that? Some people on this platform listening to me are living in separation through divorce, separation through death, and they've got to go through the traumas. They've got to go through those feelings every single day. We learn from this that no matter how bad things were, Joseph held on to the dream. He was taken into Potiphar's house and began to work there like a servant. He will look back and think the way servants served him in his father's house, but now he's one of the servants. So the torture is there. It's not going away. And when Potiphar's wife accused him, he was taken into prison. Things are getting worse. Nothing looks better here. He's getting from, from being accused as a favorite son, walking through hatred from your brothers. Now you are in chains. You meet people with a language you don't know. And you are sold into slavery. You have no choice. It gets worse every day. From Potiphar's wife, accusations come. Then he's thrown into prison. Now things are pretty bad. He persevered. There's a word that I want to learn. I've learned through the story of Joseph. This word is that when he was in this extreme torment, he had an offer for respite. The offer was just to sleep with me. No one will know. Nobody will know that we have had anything. I won't tell my husband. So there's a, a, a point there where as a church or as Christians we are challenged. What did Joseph do? Nobody was watching. He could have done that. And what if his wife would have kept the secret and given him more favors than just being a servant? But there was something holding him. It was his dreams. What was holding him was the fear of God, the fear of the living God. So he persevered and showed integrity. This is a lesson we learn. This is a lesson that he was restrained from sin. Joseph learned to keep himself pure in the face of maybe temporary freedom. Freedom had come. He would have found freedom another way, becoming Potiphar's boyfriend, Potiphar's wife's boyfriend. But he refused. He resisted that. Later he was restored to honor. We learned that we can persevere as well through trials. We need to believe in God's promises. When God has given us a dream, it may take a long time. The life of Joseph before he became a, a prime minister was 13 years. It's not a short time of training. Most of us, we go to school for four years, another two years, maybe university three years, then we are done. 
But for this man, 13 years of training. So I'm encouraging people that during this time, we do not fall apart. We do not break into pieces during a crisis. We stand with integrity. Integrity is what do we do when people are not watching? Joseph could have just gone in, committed the sin, and no one was watching, to continue to do a lifestyle of sin. Like many people, you know, right now people cannot even preach a, a wholesome gospel in the church because they don't want to offend. They can't talk about marriage the way God calls it because they don't want to offend other people who call whatever they call marriage. So he, he, he was not, he was willing to offend Potiphar's wife so that he can remain with integrity. We are being tested every day. We should stand with the quality of honesty even when no one is watching. And the other thing that was part of his trial was a test of humility. Can you remain humble in a time of trial? Some people want to fight. They want their voice to be heard. They want their rights to be known. I'm so sorry to say right now there are riots everywhere. In the whole world there are riots. Many people want their voice to be heard. But I want to believe that we have justice in Christ. Justice does not come from a social system. It comes from Christ. Joseph began to see his situation the way God saw it. Are we people who see everything the way God sees? Or are we going to go by the crowd and join the crowd? Anyone who was maybe a, a mate of Joseph at that time at 17 would have said, why don't you do it? I've done it before. I've gone out with older women. You can do it. It's fun. But he had something to God. It's called a dream. We go to the next stage. Joseph is now in prison and he meets some prison mates. And each one of these prison mates presents dreams to him. And I say to, to myself, why to Joseph? For you to be able to interpret a dream, you must, you must have dreams yourself. I've written a book called Dreams, a Language of the Holy Spirit. Dreams are a language of the Holy Spirit. Many people will throw away dreams and say, it's just a dream. But I want you to know that the book of Genesis, where God spoke to Abraham, he spoke to him and told him, your descendants will fill the earth. He was not talking to, to Abraham face to face, but it was in a dream. When God spoke to Solomon, and he asked for wisdom. It was in a dream. When God spoke to Pharaoh, it was in a dream. God spoke to Nebuchadnezzar in a dream. So God uses the channel of dreams as a language of the Holy Spirit. So we cannot throw them away. As someone told me, it's just like a, a blow in the, of the wind. I, I, I can't put the word because it's too offensive. But I want to let you know that Dreams are a language of the Holy Spirit. That's how God communicates with his people. He speaks to unbelievers. He speaks to believers through dreams. So these jailmates, prison mates, each one comes to Joseph with a dream. One says, I had a dream. What was your dream? Oh, I, I dreamt that uh, I was a butler, you know, and I used to save Pharaoh, his, his wine, but... Um, now this dream is, I saw three baskets on me and I squeezed the grapes from these baskets and I gave 
the, the wine to Pharaoh. And Joseph said, what the dream means that in three days, you'll be out of here and you'll be restored into Pharaoh's service. And another came and said, also I had a dream. This, in this dream, I had three baskets and the birds of the air were eating from these three baskets. And Joseph interpreted the dreams and said, in three days, you also will be released from this prison, but you, your, your life will be cut off, your head will be removed from you. That's exactly what happened. But Joseph pleaded with the butler, when you go there, please let Pharaoh know about me that I'm in prison and I was brought here. He now wants justice the same way people in the world are fighting for justice everywhere. Let justice be made to black people. Let justice be made because this is how black people feel. We are living in that time where everyone feels we need justice to be done. But when you are standing on God's pulpit, we understand that that's not how God works because it took two more years until his word came to pass. The word of God tested him. He had to be tested. Two more years passed because the butler is not the answer. The answer is God. In every hand of the enemy, God is working underneath. And we need to wait until God's hand shows up when we see the coronavirus, we see the working of the enemy, the evil one, in our lives, wreaking havoc in our lives. But going to courts of law does not bring the justice we want. Trying to say, where did it come from? Maybe it came from China. Then we start playing politics. That's not how it comes. But when we pray, God begins to expose everything. And he's working. His unseen hand is working under all this. So, I want, he wanted favor from Pharaoh, just like the people who are in riots. They want favor from the court. But favor comes from God. He says, please, when you go to Pharaoh, ask him, tell him about me, that I'm in prison and it's not fair. And, you know, I have my placard here written, Hebrew lives matters. Hebrew lives matter. He could have done that, but it didn't work that way because that was not the way of God. When the butler went to Pharaoh, he forgot everything about Joseph. He carried on his work, enjoying himself. But when we get to verse chapter 40 of Genesis, um, Pharaoh now has a dream. The, the butler is forgotten, but God is not forgotten. Then it came to pass, at the end of two full years, that Pharaoh had a dream, and behold, he stood by the river. Suddenly they came up out of the river, seven cows, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the middle. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them, out of the water, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. And the ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven fine-looking and fat cows. He slept and dream, dreamed a second dream, and suddenly seven heads of grain came up, and one stalk plump and good. Then behold, seventeen heads blighted by the east wind sprang up after them, and the seventeen heads devoured the seven plump and full heads. So Pharaoh awoke, and indeed it was a dream. 
Pharaoh was shaken by this dream. Then he began to look for the magicians. At this moment, the nations are in turmoil. They are probably looking for magicians. They are probably looking for astrologers, people who can say, what is this time that we are living in? But there was one man who carried a dream from God. At this point, this is the time when the church should arise in power and great strength to intercede and silence the voices of the enemy, the voice of the enemy over the nation. This is a time when those who have a dream of God, which says, and the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Those people who believe in the dream of revival should begin to rise up in prayer and begin to pray that what we are seeing, this is not it. This riots, this is not it. This coronavirus, it, it is not it. What we are looking for, what we are waiting for is the last and end time revival that God promised us. A time is coming when we shall experience the manifest presence of God in the nations. Right now, what we are experiencing in the nations is the coronavirus, the pandemic. The numbers are coming every day. How many have died in Italy? How many have died in Spain? How many have died in, in Brazil? We'll be looking at figures that how many have given their lives to Jesus because this is the time where the Josephs of our day should rise up and begin to interpret the dream of revival. Praise the Lord. The chief butler did not remember Joseph, but God caused Pharaoh to have a dream. <laughs> and Pharaoh sent for people. Where can I find such a man in whom there is a spirit of God? He is now looking for someone with the spirit of God. Can we relate it to our days today that the nations are looking for any woman who has got the spirit of God, for any man who has got the spirit of God, for any child who has got the spirit of God to rise up and silence the voice of the enemy. So what was happening with Joseph, the many years of torment, the many years of fetters, these were the years of character development. Someone can tell me, my marriage is not working. All I know in this marriage is tears. These are years of character development. Someone can say, my children, they are all into crime. These are years of character development. While they are in crime, what are you doing? Pray for them, for God to touch them. Bring one, one by one to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Some people are struggling. They are suffering separation. Their women are cheating on them. Their men are cheating on them. They are struggling. They don't know how to cope. They are considering suicide. But wait and listen. This is a time of character development. You know, when the brothers sold him, they got money out of it. They got a little money out of it. But that money cannot sustain them. When they were selling them, they were doing an evil act. But in that evil act, God had a plan of salvation, of saving a whole clan of which the promise of God came from. The tribe of Jacob had to be preserved. They have to be preserved in Egypt for a time. So they sold him, but God sent him. Where the hand of the wicked is visible, we can all see the visible hand of the enemy in the coronavirus and in the, the riots. We can see that. But 
Like I said before, the invisible hand of God is working righteousness, overruling the malice of the great deceiver. So the great dreamer had a dream and he held on to his dream. His path was from the pit where he was sold to Potiphar's house where he toiled as a, slave, a servant and a slave, then to the prison where he suffered as a prisoner with no title. He lost every title. He became like an object numbered with a number. Then from there to the position of honor into Potiphar's palace. He goes in into Egypt as a pauper. But now he rises as a prince. His feet were bound with fetters, a physical sign of suffering. But the dream held, he held him on. He was affected in body, in emotion, in everything. His ankles were being prepared for the golden bangles that he would wear. His hands were bound with fetters of chains, preparing himself for bangles of honor. Becoming a prince wearing gold until the time, until his word came to pass. Which word? The word he spoke to his brothers until the word he spoke even in the prison to the butlers. But until it came to pass, the word of God is to put him through a training school. God has his own time and we must wait for his time. I've gone through a lot of things in my own life where if I were to tell people on this platform, they'll think, I think some of it is not true. I've gone through a lot of rejection, a lot of sufferings, but I know that a time will come when I will laugh at all those things. The word of the Lord must be tested. It is the, the, it's the one that refines us as we go through trials. It was not God's timing when he was telling the butler. If he had come out two years before, he was going to worship the butler. He was going to say, you know, in the Trinity, he would lose one of the Trinity. So instead of the Holy Spirit, he would say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the butler, because he would think the butler is the one who did the work. But after two years, he was sure that it's not the butler, because the butler, for two years, he was silent. It took God, God's timing, to speak to Pharaoh himself and to begin to prepare a way for Joseph to come out. It was God's timing. So some people are going through the fetters of divorce, the fetters of rejection, the fetters of financial loss, the fetters of the corona pandemic affected in every way, lost your loved ones, the fetters of the chaotic situation right now, they will fall off. The delayed block, blessing or promise of God will come to pass, just like in Joseph's life. Meanwhile, the word of the Lord was trying. He was at a university being tested and tried by the Lord. <laughs> um, I want to encourage all of us on this prayer platform today, on this ministration today, 
I want you to cast down everything that looks like a fetter in your life, like a chain in your life. I want you to look at yourself. Am I maintaining integrity while I'm on it, on this trial? Am I maintaining humility while I'm going through this trial? Am I maintaining my peace while I'm going through this trial? Because while the trial is on, are you maintaining your peace or you're fighting with everyone? Joseph could have started fighting with his brothers. He could have started fighting with Potiphar's wife. He would have said, I'll kill this woman before she kills me. He would have started fighting with the people in the prison. But I want to assure you that he maintained integrity throughout. And the last bit I want to say is that Joseph is a type of Christ. He was sold for pieces of silver, just like our Lord Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver. And I want to go back to Joseph's dream, which I said the first dream was fulfilled when his brothers came. When Joseph was 39 years old, nine years later, he was in power. His brothers come looking for food and they bow down before him and he recognizes them. And part of that dream was fulfilled. But the second part of the dream, which I want to say has not been fulfilled, I want to explain it to you this way. The moon and the, the, the sun, the, uh, uh, the patriarchs were living under the law, which is the lighter, the lesser light, which is the light of the moon. And Jesus Christ came to give us the full revelation of the Father, introducing us to the Father, and to the Holy Spirit. But all of us, those who belonged to the law, who died under the law, who, who, who survived or who, who are children of God through the lineage of Jacob, together with us who are of this greater light of the revelation of Christ and the Holy Spirit, we are all going to bow before the King of Kings, Jesus, Lord of all. I believe this is the second part, the interpretation of the second part of Joseph's dream. It is waiting for us to be fulfilled together. Those who were of the flesh, the lineage of, 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 of Jacob in the flesh, and us, the lineage of Abraham through the death of Jesus Christ, we are all going to bow before him and worship him. Jesus, our Christ and Redeemer. Joseph was a type of Christ. Before I go, I want to pray for us. I want to pray for us that uh, the Lord will give us a tenacity and a strength because we are sailing in stormy weather. This time that we are living in marks the beginning of the end time. We are sailing towards the end times and the church must be ready and we must be ready. We must prepare ourselves for tribulation that is coming and we must stay on course with God's word and be at peace within ourselves and know the relationship that we are building between us and the Lord Jesus. We must not look to the right or to the left, but we must focus on the Lord. We must know that one day, Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 says, 
for we shall all appear before the judgment seat of God. Each one answering for how they've done well in this body. So my brothers and my sisters, I want to encourage us to walk in integrity during these times of storms, the storms of this world. Walk in peace. Choose peace at all times. And walk with hope. Live in hope that the Lord is working behind the storms. Live with hope that this is not it. We have got a better world. We have got a place where we are going. And pray for revival. Because revival is coming. In Jesus' name. Amen.